It is time once again for um, let's get spiritual. Let's get spiritual. Let's yes. get spiritual. Been mm-hmm. sharing with a few people here lately, brother T, about our podcast. The the instance is most of our listeners are fifty and above, and that there, there's I know some personal ones who are less. I mean, they're thirties, right? But the problem with us who are fifty and above is we are often technically and electronically challenged and. After asking what the name of my podcast is, they will say, and how do you do that? How do you get that? Uh, I don't do that typically. And so I think we are at a handicap to begin with. Uh, I think you're right because I have the same experience. Everyone, I was wondering yeah. if people would tell you the yeah. same thing. Everything I, everyone I share with, evidently, we need to get younger friends, I think. Man, that'd do me a lot of good. That would. That would do me a lot of good, too. Yeah, that would do and me a lot of good. Instead of getting yeah. together with my friends and we talk about where we hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, our last doctor's visit was like. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you and I had any uh, technological um, expertise, uh, there's no telling what could happen to this podcast. This podcast could explode and be right up there with, uh, what's the dude... I'll forget his name, but there's a one guy that's got millions of listeners. And yeah, Rogan. I, yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, that was the guy I was trying to think. Yeah. Of. We could be the Joe Rogans of uh, of the Christian world. Yeah, we could. We, I think we really could if we had the right publicist and the right uh, tech crew. Right. That yeah. sort of thing. Instead, yeah. as I've said many times in the past, I got kicked off Facebook. <laughs> I can't even promote on Facebook. That's sad. Yeah. That is real sad. And I don't think anybody goes to Instagram to find out about podcasts. I do have Instagram account. Yeah. So, I mean, we we just like they're floating out nowhere. And people who discover it love this podcast. Yeah, and they binge it when yeah. they, when they, they discover d- us. That's what I found, too. Yeah. I look and see the current listens of the current episode and go, wow, that's a small audience. That's a lot smaller because we've got 17,000 downloads. Wow, yeah. But what people do is they go back and start listening from the beginning and going forward, right? Yeah. Rather than the most recent podcast yes. necessarily. Yes, my sweet niece Dana, uh, she texted me the other day and said that she was listening to one and that she loved it, and um, and so she's is definitely, she under fifty? She definitely is. She definitely is. <laughs> well, tell yeah. her to tell her friends. Yeah. <laughs> please tell your friends. Please. Oh, that's what we need. But anyway, uh, we need to hire her maybe. Gosh, if, I mean, I, I'd be willing, you know, you know, maybe buy donut, donut or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lunch would be too much. Yeah, donut. Donuts. Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. we got a bigger follower, right. like Joe Rogan. Then, oh, yeah. Then, then we'll, we might take her to dinner. Or yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> but until uh, then. Hey, we had our fall festival, man. It was great. Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. Community was, showed up. They did. They stayed. I was talking to you pre recording, and they yeah. stayed. We had so much going on. That they lingered, and we had a blast. We Wonderful. really had a blast. Gave out a lot of candy. We had a ginormous pumpkin patch. Kids go in there and pick their own pumpkins. Yeah. And so it was probably, it was. It was what do you place. call yours? Fall Festival. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what we call ours, creative. too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we call it Fall Festival, too, or sometimes we try to change that. But yeah. um, we we promote it as an alternative to Halloween. If you right. don't want to go out and celebrate Halloween the way that it's being celebrated, then, man, we're going to have a big time here. Your kids dress yeah. up. We'd give prizes out mm-hmm. and have free food. And, yeah. I mean, very much like what you're doing with uh, petting 
zoo and everything right, else. Right, petting zoo, bouncing animal. I mean, we had a blast. Bouncing and, and, animals. Yeah, <laughs> they were inflatable. <laughs> yeah, let me read. They were inflatable. We had the petting I'm zoo. I'm sorry, I we missed it. We actually had the petting zoo, but we had a, a roped off area with inflatable oh. animals that you could bounce on. Inflatable animals that okay. you can bounce on. Yeah. So there were two different things. Two the, the petting very, zoo and the bouncing yeah, animals. Yes, yes. Uh, we just yeah. see a yeah. bouncing animal petting right. zoo. <laughs> just imagine. It'd be very frustrating. If I had not already had a, a pot of Maxwell House coffee, imagine where we would be Ooh, going. Son. But yeah, but we had a great, great time. Turnout. Good, good. And uh, yeah, and so, um, and, and you know, we did it like two weeks before Halloween. Yeah. And when they scheduled it like that last year, I told them that they were missing the mark and we had the best and all your sage and wisdom yeah yeah, and all of my wisdom and this year was even better and so um they they basically said brother t uh kids love to get dressed up in costumes and if they can do it twice a year they would do that we Um, you know you have uh uh, here -hmm. and we did too and what would happen on the the last day before halloween whatever day that was we would have a parade. Yeah. And all the staff would get outside their offices, sit in their chairs, and we'd, perf- we'd form a hallway in the office area. The kids were downstairs from us, and they'd love it. They came up once a year, and they paraded by mm. in their outfits. Yeah. And we'd all clap and uh, make over them. Yeah. And it was a big, That's big deal. Great. Did you give them candy? Because we do that here. They gave candy down the preschool, but oh, okay. not up in the office. No. Okay. We gave them a cup of coffee. <laughs> Which they really appreciated downstairs. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But that was fun every year to see all these right, kids. Right, uh, And see the different personalities of the kids. Mm-hmm. Some hiding behind the teacher's legs. Oh, yeah. The others running up in your face and going boo. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just different yeah. personalities that Definitely. will go on through the rest of their lives. Right, yeah. right. And you did a prophecy conference. Uh, yes, I did last, last Thursday. Yeah. Got a got a last-minute phone call five or six days before saying we had a speaker back out, mm-hmm. uh, couldn't make it. Uh, they were coming from out of town. I said, well, I'd be coming from out of town too. And they said, would you come? And they gave me the subject, the uh, mystery of the Mark of the Beast. Right. Yeah. And so you so thankfully, eloquently. I have studied things like that on many occasions. Right, right. Uh, have my own view of mm-hmm. the Mark of the Beast, which may not be everyone else's view, but mm-hmm. I have a, a view that I've studied out and shared that with them. Right. But in doing so, you really have to identify the beast. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if it's the Mark of the Beast, we can't just sit and talk 45 minutes. That's right. how long they wanted me to speak. It was 45 minutes on just the marks. Right. I mean, yeah. you could, but it'd get really deep and you'd lose a lot of people. They'd go to sleep. Right, yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So go back and talk about the, the emergence of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Antichrist only mentioned by the Apostle John in his letters, mm-hmm. not even in the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. known as the beast in Revelation, and other places in Daniel and the prince that is to come. A little horn. Yes. 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 So had a lot. I mean, really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed it. Want to have me back. Um to do a Q and A with, <clears throat> excuse me, several churches involved. So yeah, that, that's awesome. That's uh, yeah. You know, I think that I probably could start like a, a ministry to do this mm-hmm. year round. Yeah. But I was just telling you, um, here's how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. It's like being um, 
a divorce lawyer who's going through a divorce. Yes. It's like you can't get away from it. Right, you're right, you're right. Uh, so, you know, I get up in the morning, I often have texts, which I love. I have friends who text me with questions or videos. Mm-hmm. And then uh, phone calls during the day. My brother is huge into asking me questions about this. Mm-hmm. And then churches will say, would you come and speak? On it? And it's kind of like, you know, there are other subjects. Yeah, definitely. There you're are sort other of like, subjects. As I said, the modern day Jack Van Ampey. Jack Van Ampey yeah. and Roxella. Yes, yes, yes. My wife, yes. Marilyn, I'm going to tell Marilyn that you could call her Roxella. <laughs> For those people who don't know I me mean, who are right. under sixty, Tony, oh, yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, you you have to Google Jack you, Van Ampey. But he was yeah. a walking encyclopedia of walking biblical Bible. knowledge. He was walking Bible. You man. say the yeah. scripture he quoted yeah. for you, man, without looking up yeah. in there. When I was a kid, he came to Chattanooga and or somewhere surrounding here, and I went to see him. My dad took me to see him. I was blown away by yeah. how how many scriptures he could amazing yeah, yeah and he was so soft spoken remember how yeah. soft he, when yes. he talked yes. he had a yes. very distinct way of talking right right Roxella yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Matthew twenty four right verse eighteen <laughs> go woo he definitely wasn't a pulpit pounder right. no, but no, he no. was a walking yeah. encyclopedia he really yeah, our folks need to look up Jack Van Impey very yes. interesting individual right. but that's not our subject for no today. our subject today <laughs> you ever notice it takes us like twenty minutes to it get does. to the subject it really does we, we just <laughs> Sort of. It's like the pastor has great illustrations, throws them all up front. <laughs> Time to go home after that. <laughs> well, the way this thing was formed is you and I just it's conversation. Had, yeah, we always yeah. had coffee. We're just together. letting really people in on our conversations. Right. Yeah. The only thing we've done is we've chosen the topic of our conversations. Right, right. Before yeah. they, they were just freehanded. Well, that and recorded them. Yeah. We didn't used to record. We didn't record them. It was a good thing, too. <laughs> yes. yes, indeed. But today, uh, one week. Actually, from today. One week from today. uh, Halloween 2023. All Hallow's Eve. Yes. And so we have talked about a couple of things uh, in the last several weeks. Um, you will go over those, but today we're going to you be can't remember them. <laughs> today we're going to be talking about Satanism. We began yeah. talking about the occult. In the Old Testament story of the Witch of Endor. Ah, Samuel. yes, I recall very Thanks well. Thanks for Samuel 28, I think, if my mind... <laughs> yes. And uh, that was a wonderful story, but it's that was about uh, a, a medium, right. uh, what we call necromancy, right. speaking to the dead. Mm-hmm. Had a discussion about that. Then the next week, we got to the New Testament, talked about Simon the Sorcerer. Yes. Um, that would be in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was more about sorcery. Mm-hmm. We've talked about witchcraft, sorcery, necromancy. A lot of things that people would consider occult, which are represented in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Halloween coming to America primarily from the British Isles during the Irish potato famine. Mm. All that's, I used to do a pumpkin smashing message that no one looked forward to each year around Halloween. I mean, they really, it was a big thing the first year. I was very adamant about it, and I did it for like 25 straight years. Pumpkin smashing? I, that, that's what it was ended up calling, people in the church call it my pumpkin smashing message. You were the Gallagher... I was a joy sucker of <laughs> Dallas Bay when it came to Halloween. I got so convicted, Brother T, of mm. when I learned... What Halloween is like. Now, listen, mm-hmm. I'm a very creative person. I love art. Mm-hmm. I love mystery. Right. I have no problem with myth, mm-hmm. fantasy, folklore. Right. I think it's all a part of being a human being. Mm-hmm. Right. Being made in the image of God. I mean, God's right, most yeah. creative, creative yes. element in all of the universe, mm-hmm. right? Person. Um, so I have no problem with all that, but I began to see the things that we were doing 
in America when it came to Halloween had nothing but occult roots back in Druidism mm. and other things in the British Isles. Right. And when the Irish potato famine, which brought my family over from Scotland and Ireland, they brought with them all of those traditions of the Druids and other things, including uh, the pumpkins. Mm-hmm. And which they didn't use pumpkins, they used turnips. Get out of town. I ain't, I ain't lying. They used the big, the big gourd looking things. Right. Right. Okay. They would carve those. It became pumpkins because pumpkins were more naturally accessible here. Right. So we started carving the pumpkins. And it all has to do with bonfires coming from bone fires where they would make admirable animal sacrifices because they believed that the the veil between the living and the dead was the thinnest on All Hallows Eve as mm-hmm. winter began to yeah. onset. They believed that the spirits roamed. Some were lost. Some were in the hinterlands, they called it, and mm. looking for a place, and the fire would draw them in. And then we talked about how, I would talk about, rather, how the religious leaders would take all the fire out of the homes. Mm. They had to extinguish your fire. It's not like turning on the pilot light now. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, you needed fire, and they mm-hmm. would take them out of the homes, and you would have to receive it from that bonfire, a bone fire, mm-hmm. showing that you, almost what we'll talk about uh Say that you honor the the gods of Samhain. Samhain right. being where we get Halloween. So I did, mean, did, I'm did way you have deep a in text and all of that, or did you just wax eloquently? Uh, most of it, I just knew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, now that I've been a minister so long, I don't take many. Te- I don't take many notes to the pulpit. Right, right. What I take to pull mostly scripture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, like I taught on the rapture and the mark of the beast and things last night in a small group. I just went to First Thessalonians and read mm-hmm. First Thessalonians chapter four and Second yeah. Thessalonians chapter two. That's all you need to do. Right, yeah. I mean out of that, man. Kaboom, just, yeah, kaboom. Just walk through it. Basically yeah. walk uh-huh. through it. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But I did that. Uh so this is I, this comes out of a lot of uh stuff I have just in me. Yes, 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 yes. And so you were the cosmic killjoy, basically. I really was. I mean yeah. I kinda hated it mm-hmm. that I was that way. But I, but it did. We did develop a huge fall festival with you know hundreds and hundreds of kids that came to that thing. Mm-hmm. It was a big community event. I, I thought it was a positive part of uh, Halloween in our community. Right. But uh, I a- have actually lost some of that zeal about speaking. I think I had my time. Mm-hmm. I really believe there are. No horses for courses type thing. Right, and, yeah. Uh, for a period of time, God used me to bring some openness to what was going on and reconsider really some of the dark things that go on and some of the imagery that we probably should stay clear of. Mm-hmm. Uh, flee all, you know, all uh, appearance of evil. Right, right. Right? Yeah. So we may turn it into more of a positive thing. My wife loves the fall. We have pumpkins. We have scarecrows. Right. All the things that represent the fall yeah. harvest. My first church as pastor, we actually did a haunted house. And, um, you know, and that, of course that was, what, 35 years ago. Yeah. And um, just, I didn't even think about it. I mean, you know, um, they had always done one. So I came in and, and we did one. I mean, it was packed, man. Yep. People came through like crazy. And um, uh, Did you ever do a hell house? No, but I have I have gone to some of those. Yeah. And wow, man. Yeah, did you have you ever done one? I've never done one. I've mixed feelings about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it'll scare the um uh H E double hockey stick out <laughs> of you, that's for sure. 
<laughs> Spoken so, like a Baptist preacher. Yes. <laughs> Hell is in the Bible, bro. I don't know if you Bible, know that but, or not. But, but I, I hesitated there for just a moment. And that's Christian cussing. And so, <laughs> but yeah, we did a we did a haunted house uh, back in well the early nineties, I guess. Whenever I was there, and um, but now for years and years and years we've done. Yeah, you know, we used to call it Fall Harvest Festival. Right now, basically, just I do fall. think the church ought to stay clear of haunted houses. Yes, yeah, yes. The church in which I was saved did the very same thing. I participated in one or two of them. Yeah, at one time I hid under a casket and grabbed people's ankles as they <laughs> stood there. That was, that was kind of fun. Yeah, I remember my job was to give candy and share the gospel at the end of the haunted house. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not proud. No, I'm just no. telling you what it is. But that's what you do. But it's yeah. probably better than grabbing ankles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but in the day, I've been to a bunch of them as kids, yeah. as a teenager, you know. And so, uh, but uh, but Satanism, man, I yeah. tell you what. Our last what subject a, before yeah, what shutting it down the occult. Yes, what a subject. And it brings up a couple of names, yeah. of course. One yeah. is Anton LaVey. What a character, man. In the what 60s, a character. Yeah. What a character. Uh, Some very peculiar things about him. He was a showman. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, he was a great liar. Yes. Uh, I think he actually said once that, I, I don't know when I'm lying, when I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I mean, you tell the you tell lies so much. Right. You don't know. So yeah, he, he said that he was, uh, he traveled in carnival. It was proven that he had right. not. Right. Uh, I mean, a lot of what he said was He was a proven. salesman, I think. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of stuff. Uh, loved to wear his cape and horns. Right. Had right. the old uh, pencil mustache type yes. devil looking <laughs> <Yes>. thing. <laughs> they said he was a very tall individual, you know, kind of gaunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, fit the part very well. He did. And in 69, he wrote, and I have that in air quotes because he plagiarized yes. a lot of it. He yeah. borrowed uh, from de- several different sources, but put together uh, what we know as the Santanic Bible. Yeah. And uh, basically had four parts to it. And um, and the first part, from what I understand, base, it, it really just uh, talked about the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule and did the antithesis of that, yes, you know, and uh, and so that that was one of them. They had a part about uh, magic and spells and and stuff like that, and so um, I, I've actually held a copy of that in my hands. Yeah, you don't have one in your. I do not library in my anywhere. vast library. I do not. Um, the closest thing I have is um, that uh, thing over there that I won't mention. Well, Book of Mormon's Quran. Yeah, uh, over there, yeah. and uh, but yeah, I do not have a copy. Yeah, there was a big uh, movement in uh, Christian churches in the seventies and eighties of burning yes. the Satanic Bible. Yes, and that's why I do not have a copy. <laughs> oh, you actually burned it? Yeah, we. Yeah, now, of course. Now, this is going back, going many, back many years when I was in my early twenties. Yeah, I was sharing before we begin here that I did a lot of preaching mm-hmm. uh, in the. <clears throat> I began preaching in the late seventies, mm-hmm. and. Um, one of the favorite sermons because you know I, I had fairly long hair and all as a young man in my late teens, and I preached against uh, rock and roll music, mm-hmm. and would I actually would go to the record bar in the mall oh, wow. and look at <laughs> album covers and make notes, right? And there was plenty of things to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean plenty, of right? Things. Yeah, I remember my dad used to take me 
when I was a kid, and I'd sit on his lap and listen to you preach. Yeah, and so <laughs> you remember those sermons? <laughs> My favorite was one of the Ozzy Osbourne albums, where on one side he was perfectly well, on the other mm-hmm. side he was possessed, yeah. and they changed the symbols on both sides and mm-hmm. I mean it's a great marketing ploy mm-hmm. but it was good fodder for my sermon right, yeah. as well yeah. you know and yeah, yeah and he bit a bat heads off at one of his concerts one yeah. time he I mean yeah. he ate it up they, yeah. it got him a lot of publicity yes and unfortunately we fed that publicity as we well yeah. back yeah. then well the Satanists will actually call it like the satanic frenzy mm-hmm. uh, that actually did they did not originate came pretty much out of the church mm-hmm. and i've always said this music and art oftentimes just imitates what's going on in the culture right yes that's all yeah. it is yeah it doesn't true. really necessarily mm-hmm. create anything mm-hmm. it just reflects what's going on and right. so they took advantage of it we fed into it mm-hmm. and and unfortunately even some of our heroes during that time were frauds yeah oh yeah Do you Dead, remember the yes. dude that would go around you actually went to one of his... Several of them. Mike Warnke. Yeah. yeah. He was a Christian comedian, and his, um, you know, whatever was that he was a former Satanist high priest. Um, and, and basically, he had fabricated all of that. Grew up being ritually abused right, and yes, all that. Yes, and uh, did animal sacrifices. Yeah. And um, uh, he was funny. Man, he was funny. But I, I did. At the Memorial Auditorium, I went to several. I was a counselor. Yeah. Uh, down front and um and so I remember those days and but it came out that he was a fraud and and uh, went from a you know a hero to a zero basically yeah, pretty quickly yeah, yep he and, wrote a uh, book that was very popular that, yeah uh, I can't remember the name of I can't it. either but I, I think I yeah. had that book as well I, oh I know I had it <laughs> and yeah. I just uh that's a subject for another day brother T is right. what about these people made decisions at Folks that were less than, uh, had less than integrity. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. Not only people like him, but also preachers mm-hmm. that were living dual lifestyles right, yes. and evangelists who were in it for the money and mm-hmm. not for the gospel or perhaps weren't even saved themselves. Mm-hmm. What goes on in, yeah. in those people's lives that. Gospel quartets. Yes. That, um, Some horrible the, stories there. I on mean, the bus that uh, then walk out and sing. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. But this Anton LaVey, man, did you know, and I'm sure you did, that as a kid, teenager, he actually played piano keyboards in a Baptist church and um, and went from that to writing the Satanic Bible. He was called the Black Pope, uh, the St. Paul of Satanism. I mean, you know, there's so many different... Probably given to himself by himself. Uh, probably, so. <laughs> probably so. Again, he was quite, you yeah. know, the publicist for himself. Right, yes, yeah. Which really goes along with Satanism itself. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, it's really difficult, Brother T, to get to the origin of Satanism because it's just full of lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, people writing books and people having supposedly, um, um, what, what, like a college thesis mm-hmm. on the subject of which much of it has been found to be nonsensical mm-hmm. made up folklore uh i actually went to a government bulletin to find out about satanism in some respect about how it's recognized and things in it and that particular government bulletin said satanism purport sub, purportedly 
Okay. Is that the word? That's a good word. To yeah, let's say purportedly. Which okay. If it's not a word, I just made it up. Right. Uh, a denial of oh, the creator's existence is one thing. In there, uh, supposedly, uh, they there is an element of magic in it, although it's not a major element of it. But it did say that reported... Um, animal sacrifices or reported ritualistic crimes mm-hmm. sort of thing and promoting evil over good. Kind of that was the, the picture of it. Right. And the nowhere in that is about the worship of Satan. <laughs> right. And there's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. In Anton Zlevay's, uh website, and of course he's no longer with us. Right. He's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably visiting his hero. <laughs> I, I don't want to say for sure. I don't know. But uh, he said that Satanists do not believe in a literal devil. Right. Yes. They they believe really that Satan is more of a metaphor yeah. or a symbol. Yes. And um, But not an actual real... real, uh, real. I, I, I love one guy. He said Satanists aren't actually... Atheists, they are atheists. Oh wow, that's good. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, because they, it's it's all self. It's self. It goes right back to the big I. Yes. Yep. It is about self indulgence, mm-hmm. sinful self indulgence, mm-hmm. and so if you were to check on um, Satanism, if you were to do a study on it, you would find that there is a satanic temple or two mm-hmm. out there. But there are no local chapters with a church building, no mm-hmm. temple building. They don't believe in that. That's too religious, and they are mm-hmm. anti, uh, and they're not going to do that. So you might say they're very unorganized, hard to pin down. But I would, I would say to you, Brother T, that it's probably the largest religion in the world. I, I would, as I said earlier, I would co-sign that because... Um, it's not about worshiping Satan. Yeah, it's about the big eye. It's, it's really about worshiping self. Very myopic, yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that is such a, that's a, such an easy thing to do, man. Yeah. And, uh, Worship at the altar of eye. Yes. And um, Satan, man, Satan, who we know is real, Yeah. Uh, they do not, but we know is real, is, is very deceptive. And John eight forty four, he's the father of lies. Yeah. You know, and and, and so that he has deceived those who are in that um, area. He's deceived them. Yeah, and I think that's why you can't pin it down, and you can't find an accurate history, and you can't rightly define the what it is, is because it it is based in lies and hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's just. I mean that's that would be the way he would do it. Right, right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh I think he does want to be worshipped, if mm-hmm. I understand what he wanted to do mm-hmm. in the beginning. And um maybe worshipped by some extremists, like there's some folks that are huge into metal bands mm-hmm. and uh kind of carry out that lifestyle and are there are a few what we call cult maybe gangs mm-hmm. that are very uh violent in their crimes that you know, say that they worship Satan, just just like any other group. They're extremists, but I would say that is such a small portion of society, but a very large portion of society will worship something, mm-hmm. and the favorite thing to worship is self. 
Yes, yes. And and you see it absolutely everywhere, man. Yeah. I mean, everywhere you turn, um, television, movies, uh, sports, everywhere. It is. It's just the worship. I mean, and human nature is, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's just, we're wicked. I think that Christ. he likes notoriety. Uh, right. I think Satan loves notoriety, but loves to lead it astray. Like, probably... Satanism is one of the most common themes of horror movies, mm-hmm. yet it's one of the least often, you know, sources of crime or, you know, there's not that many people around. I don't think, unless I'm totally uh, just, I spent years in ministry mm-hmm. and dealt with a lot of people and a lot of things. Not a lot of people going around in capes and horns <laughs> and sacrificing virgins. No, no. They're I really agree. not. Yeah, I agree. I mean... But we, that's often the way it's right. portrayed in mm-hmm. movies, because I think Satan loves the publicity. Yes, yeah. Loves the attention. Right. Um, and the red pajamas, horns, pitchforks, yes. all of that. and uh, All fabricated. Comes, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, but it, it is, it's a, it's a, when you look at it, it's a, it's a scary thing, man. And it's, it's biblically speaking, let's right. talk as not theologians, but people have been taught theology. Um, Satan does not live in hell. No, no. He no. doesn't rule in hell right. either. Mm-hmm. Did you get a phone call there, my brother? <laughs> I don't know if our <laughs> podcast listeners can tell. <laughs> That for the last several months we've just been recording on our phone because the sound is good as the microphone that is, we had yeah. really because I listened to it myself and my one phone call I get a day yes and it's from people trying to sell me Medicare I'm sure <laughs> you do get very popular once you turn sixty five right why didn't you just put it on do not disturb well I should have done it just yeah. then because we were recording again and uh, did you not do it I didn't Tony okay okay come on man all right. Well, Satan was cast from heaven, heaven to, to earth. earth. That's where we not were. Not into hell. Not hell into is heaven. his eventual home. Right, right. He does not rule and mm-hmm. reign from hell. Mm-hmm. He actually, the Bible says, roams the earth. Yeah. I remember as a kid preacher, I would say, yeah, he's bound, all right. He's bound to get you. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Don't throw that one away. Keep preaching. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, again, that elevation of Satan, that is not mm-hmm. true, but that's what he wants. Right, and he, yeah. He's seen as a prince that rules. Now, do I believe that he has authority? Yeah, he has authority sure. as the highest-ranking demon mm-hmm. uh, of those that roam the earth. And I think that probably you and I uh, don't merit a visit. Right. I don't want a visit. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, I don't think we merit visits from the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that does not mean that there are not other evil entities that we might come across. Yeah, I mean, I agree completely with that. But but Satan is under God's control still. He is. All he living is. things are under God's control. Yes, and he has to uh, have um, the uh, permission, basically, um, because he is under the control right. of our God. Yeah. And, um, but yeah. Yeah, he um, he did. He does want worship. I mean, you can look at the book of the Revelation and know that, the way that this thing's going to come to an end. Yeah. You know, the battle, uh, I mean, with the Antichrist, the false prophet. It false all, prophet's like, going to cause all yes. on earth to worship the beast. Right, right. Uh, and to have his mark so that mm-hmm. they might buy or sell. And if you read it a particular way, and I've been reading it here recently for these different things I'm doing, it almost sounds like how people have the picture of the Pope, mm-hmm. how people of a political figure, 
that you'll have an image of that beast in your home mm. and worship there wow. as well. Wow. As well as in the holy place in Jerusalem. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and speaking of that image, uh, I told you before we got started to, to look up a particular image. It's called Baphomet. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know the uh, portrayal of Satan by Satanists themselves in the Satanic Museum Temple in Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. there is an eight or nine foot tall, more than a ton, uh, brass or bronze, can't remember which, but symbol of the devil called Baphomet. Uh, B-A-P-H-O-M-E-T, for people who want to look it up. Right. Uh, a goat-headed creature mm-hmm. uh, with a pentagram on his forehead on and on the throne behind him mm-hmm. with two fingers on his right hand pointing up and two fingers on his left hand pointing down. Wow. And there's all kinds of people who have different thoughts about the symbolism there, mm-hmm. justice and judgment, mm-hmm. mercy, and, you know, whatever. Uh, I I really think that the one hand one up with two fingers is an imitation of Christ, Mm -hmm. the way he was often portrayed by early artists, but whatever. One of the scariest things is um, that there are two children in the statue as well, one standing on each side, one little boy and one little girl. Mm. Some people say it only speaks to gender, that they obviously don't want to leave out one gender or the other, so it's... But they these kids look up with uh, awe at mm. him, and in the bookstore at the museum, they actually have children's satanic temple activity books. Oh my goodness! Yeah, good grief! Wow. So uh, it is a recognized religion uh-huh. in America, uh, and I will say again, I think more people are Satan worshippers in that they believe in self sinful indulgence over restraint, uh, which is, you know, the whole idea of self-control is one of the spirit's mm-hmm. fruits is mm-hmm. that we have self-control. It's just the opposite of what yeah. God intends for yeah. our lives. Well, Satan, as you and I both know, is the great counterfeiter. Yeah. And, um, and everything that God uh, has for us, he counterfeits that. Yes. And, um, and 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 he's got had a lot of practice, and he's good at it. Yeah. And so and we fall, we fall for it. So often, hook, line, and sinker, man. And so it, it's sad. But yeah, that that was an interesting. I actually looked that up as you yeah. spelled it for me. Mm-hmm. I looked that thing up, and um, and it is a wicked looking thing. You know, a pentagram. Um, uh, an inverse pentagram Satanists use. Right. Uh, the five points at one time, of course, stood for um, one person said or uh, the five wounds of Christ. You know, uh, but they they do an inverse pentagram, and uh, again, everything's counterfeit. Everything. Well, you have a, a black mass. Yeah. It's black candles. Right. You know, it's blood yeah. and not wine. Right. <laughs> uh, and uh, the priest wears black instead mm-hmm. of white or red. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just uh, often then, because it is sinful self-indulgence, often culminates in uh, sexual activity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, yeah. And and that goes back to the, the prostitutes of the temple back in the day. and uh, Right. And um, and so it always does. It, it always, man, that is such a big pull for uh, evil and yeah. for the big eye, you know. I do remember that, um, I, I think I've shared this in the podcast before, but it always sticks out to me 
that there was a girl when I worked in secular work before pastoring, but I was still a preacher. And we're talking about whether being a Christian or whatever, and this person was a Satanist. And so the question was asked, why? Mm-hmm. Why are you a Satanist? Mm-hmm. And her comment was, because you Christians believe in your reward in the future. We want our reward today. Mm. Mm. We want immediate gratification. Right. So if you're going to a satanic temple and you know it ends up in some sort of sexual behavior mm-hmm. or drunkenness or total self-indulgence one way or another, um, then you know, I'm, you're know i going to do that instead of go to a boring church service, right? Mm. Right. You're going to go there because this is, this is not thinking about some, as others would say, pie in the sky someday, mm-hmm. but today. But the truth is that also is a, a gross misrepresentation of Christianity mm-hmm. is it's not just about tomorrow. It makes a difference in your life today. It does. It does. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just recently, man, here at our church where I pastor, uh, we're, we're experiencing that. Just the love, the fellowship, right. you know, the uh, purpose of life. You know, I mean, Christ, Dr. D, gives you a purpose in life, big time. And uh, and it does make a difference now. Yeah. And as they as they say, the retirement plan is out of this world, man. It's awesome. <laughs> it, is. You know? it is. Got a lot uh, of benefits. Yeah, got a lot of benefits. But, but the, in the now and now, uh, it makes a difference. It does. And, and from a person who was really, I don't know that you were ever really lost, but I was really lost before I was found. <laughs> and I've experienced kind of both sides of right. that. And I love waking up in the morning not regretting the things I did the day before. Right, yeah, yes. And actually remembering the things mm-hmm. I did the day yeah. before. And having, uh, you know, that I'm adding to people's lives rather than taking away and causing people to worry mm-hmm. and, and, and people thinking less of you and being embarrassed to be around you. I mean, I, I was not a good person and I, Christ saved me out of that. Mm-hmm. And so I've experienced both sides and there are still draws back to that because as my wife and I often say, sin doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's nothing about it that makes sense, right? but it has a great draw. Mm-hmm. And, and there, there are times when all of us, are tempted to yes. go back into yes. an old lifestyle, yeah. but you will find if you attempt it that it is not self it is not satisfying. No, uh, it's a lot better to um, live a kind of life that's pleasing to God than is embarrassing before God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The hook uh, hurts. Yeah. Um, after a while, but but the, the pleasures of sin for a season, bro. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You. Uh, you got to make a choice. Yes, you You've got to make a choice. And so we've talked about the occult, Brother T, because it's something everybody's talking about this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost as big as Christmas now that mm-hmm. they start showing Halloween movies a month before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. I, I, I Maybe, I don't know. What do you think about decorations and think of people home? Is it more this year than ever? Does Do you feel like it's kind of leveled off well i mean as i drive around i do see a lot of it yeah. you know and um but i mean our home i've got pumpkins and um fall type decorations yeah. you know um and but as you drive around you do see the booze and the skeletons yeah. and of course all of that as well yeah yeah and so i, I don't know maybe there's a tick up yeah, I, there might be. There might yeah. be a tick up. Remember, I told you our chickens decorated our pumpkin yes. this year. Yes, and they did great for a while. I mean, they got the eyes and the nose and everything, and then they just got carried away, just ate his whole face. <laughs> 
We have a pumpkin next to where we live, and it's just this pumpkin with a big round hole in the front because the chickens got carried away. Oh, man. <laughs> They're not very artistic. That's my favorite sentence of the whole podcast. <laughs> my chickens got carried away. <laughs> so I, I, I want to say once again, I, I believe in creativity. I love literature. I love, you know, people writing folklore myths, telling mm-hmm. stories. Everybody knows I love Bigfoot and all those. I love the... I hope and pray there's things out there that we've not yet discovered. Right. I'm not going to say that I'm against all that. I love mm-hmm. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I've read that on several occasions, watched the movies about it and everything. Mm-hmm. But we have to watch the line. Right. Um, the the line where we begin to glorify evil mm-hmm. and begin to um, accept that in our own lives as the norm. Right. We are called to be sojourners, pilgrims mm-hmm. on this. This is not our home. Right. We shouldn't dwell in darkness. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I don't know how to tell someone, but the Holy Spirit dwells within you if you're a believer mm-hmm. and we'll let you know when you've gone too far. Exactly. Yeah. I completely agree with that, my brother. So some people are able to go deep. Some people aren't. You watch it. You let the Holy Spirit be your guide and uh, just celebrate God's goodness this fall and right. the fact that he provides for us every day of our life. Amen. Right. Amen. There you go. God bless. God bless y'all. Now I got to put them together. <laughs> I'll have to remind you next time. <laughs>